Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the SheRuns.com podcast. My name is Tanya Mack, and on this episode, we will be talking about trail running. My guest today is a coach at Fitness on Fire. She specializes in running, strength, and conditioning. She loves the sport of OCR, which combines trail running and strength. Welcome to the show, Vanessa Suazo. Hey girl, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey Tanya, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to speak with you today. So we're going to be talking about trail running, but before we do, I want to talk a little bit about you. So you're an amazing coach at Fitness on Fire. You specialize in strength training, conditioning, and running, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so walk us through a day in your life. Oh, a day in my life. Well, right now, my life is not like it used to be. Um, but before all this craziness, um, you know, I would wake up super early and would have my first client sometime around six or seven. Um, usually would have two to three clients in the morning and then I would go and hit the trails. Trail running is a really big part of my life. So yeah. I would hit the trails maybe like every other day. Even now during quarantine, I still hit the trails. Um, and then, have a healthy meal. I was a regular at Whole Foods and Nectar all the time. Nice, I love, um, I love it. making sure that I that I feel properly after running. Um, and then I would have more clients at night, and I would end with some self reflection at the end of my night, do some meditating, and go to sleep. Because after a long day like that, you definitely want to get eight hours of sleep. Oh so yeah, for that's sure. That's pretty much what my yeah. That's very much what my day-to-day looked like. Well, um, that's why I'm right so excited to talk to you about trail running because you are the queen of trail running. Um, you're always out there on the trails. And I love trail running too. So, um, yeah, let's get into this and and talk about um, – so here's the thing. Trail running is obviously different to road running, right? So um, what are some of the things – that you need while you're trail running that you may not necessarily need while road running? Um, I would say um, you could, I see a lot of people going trail running with the same exact things that they do while on the road. Mm-hmm. The thing is that you have to remember that while you're on a trail, you may lose signal. You may not have signal on your phone. And if you get injured, especially if you're by yourself, that's when you're going to want to have extra stuff. So right. it's always better to be cautious if you're trail running, especially on your own. Mm-hmm. You can. I would always. I always take with me some water with electrolytes. I take way more than what I need, and okay. people always tell me like, "Why do I carry so much water?" <laughs> I sometimes go through my through my run, and I don't even go through my water, like not even half of it. But I never know if I'm going to get stuck out there. I'm going to twist my ankle and. I may lose signal on my phone and then I'm stuck out there for hours. It may be hot. So I'd rather have extra water with me right. and some electrolyte tablets just, just to make sure to be safe. It's better to be safe than to be sorry. Um, some type of fuel. I like having like those honey singer, um, like the gels. I take nut butters with me. Um, I just stash them in my little water bath and Sometimes, like I said, I don't even eat them or go through them, but it's better to have them. Um, And then having some type of first aid kit, like a small one, it's really good having just like, you know, 
cotton swabs or like alcohol and some band-aids you never know if you're gonna need them yeah again you may never lose them but you never know um and then something that i started carrying recently is pepper spray because you never know there's always some crazies out there even on the road like yeah 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 yeah. especially if you're a woman and you're trail running on your own right that's um yeah something definitely to think about Well, these are awesome tips. So what I'd like to do is kind of like delve a little bit deeper into each one. So let's start from the beginning and um, talk about how did you get into trail running, first of all? Um, Well, you know, I've always liked nature and I've always been active growing up. I used to play soccer and going into college, I started playing soccer in in a club at school, but then... When you're in college, you know, you have more responsibilities, you have to go to work, you have a full day of classes, and I just couldn't make a commitment to going to practice at the same time every week and making all the games, and then, you know, you get into some drama with your teammates, right. they're not making it to practice, but you want to go to the games, and sometimes you don't make it to the games, so I was like, I can't keep playing, but I want to keep being active, so I started running. I was in Fullerton, I was lucky enough to live around a place I was a lot of trails, so I naturally just started going on trails, and I wasn't really scared just because here in Orange County, a lot of the trails, you go on a trail, you can still see houses around, so it's nothing like, it's not like you're in the wilderness, Um, but I guess just one trail led to another, and I I started getting curious about other trails, and I'm just like a curious person, I like to explore, so, Um, but yeah, it started because I just wanted to be active, so running was something that... I've done for a long time and I was lucky enough to have trails around me. Yeah. Well, so, okay. One of the obvious differences, um, in road running and trail running is hills, right? So, um, let's talk about hills. What are the benefits of trail running? (laughs) Um, yeah. So hills actually, um, just like sprinting, like if you've ever been a runner before, sprinting helps you build a lot of power when Mm -hmm. running. And you pretty much work the same muscles and the same energy systems when you're doing hills. Like, if you've ever run up a hill or even walked up a hill, you know that you get at the end of there and your legs are burning and your lungs oh, are yeah. burning. You're oh, out yeah. of breath, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that's probably one of my favorite things about trail running, um, especially like the rolling hills. Cause I know top mm-hmm. of the world in Laguna, for example, that one I have to mentally prepare for because it's very easy going all the way down, but it's like, then you got to come all the way back up. So I think, um, one of my favorite ways to trail run is on the rolling hills. Cause it kind of gives you variety and I don't know, it just makes, you know, if you get bored easily, it's, um, it's really fun to do the rolling hills. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So I'm just going to go down like the list of things that you mentioned earlier and we'll just kind of go a little bit deeper into them. So you were talking about nutrition. So, um, when you're going on a trail run, um, do you do this for even the shorter runs? So let's just say you're doing like, I don't know, three to five miles. What would you take on it? On um, yeah, it depends on where I am and if I'm by myself. Because um, I think even if I'm going on a, on a short, like, five-mile loop, mm-hmm. um, I never know if I'm going to, like, find a, you know, like a coyote or right. some random animal <laughs> out there. Or, I mean, it's, 
it's a very common thing to like twist your ankle when you're trail running because there's yes. like so many rocks and, and even terrain. Um, so you never know. So I think if you're by yourself, then uh, it's always good to be a little bit more cautious. So I would still bring maybe not a lot, a lot of like nutrition with me, but right. definitely just dash something in there. Um, like I said, I usually never use it when I do like small runs like that, but I'd rather be prepared than not. So right. If I'm with like, a big group, I would maybe be a little bit less cautious because there's people around me and right. they'll see if I like get hurt or whatnot. But if I'm by myself, definitely I want to be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really, really good tip. Um, yeah, when you're out with people, at least you have you have people there. So if something goes wrong, they can help you out. Or if you run out of water or something, you can take some from from the others. But um, yeah, that's a really awesome tip. And so basically, you know, on the longer runs, you will pack some more nutrition just in case, like probably some gels and trail mix and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My favorite things to take with me are I I've I've stopped having like a lot of sugars on my run so I'll bring more like fat-based stuff like nut butters um so I just carry like some of those little nut butter packs stick them in my in my water best and I'm good to go and why did you make that switch from the sugary stuff to the fat yeah so there's a lot of research actually that shows that um we work better off of fat for Mm -hmm. like a longer duration type uh, exercise, so, which is running, if you're running more than a couple of miles, right? which while running, you're usually running anywhere from three to like 10 or 10 more miles. miles. Yeah. So running off of fat is actually going to take you a lot longer than running off of sugar. So if you're using sugar as a main or ca- carbohydrates, mm-hmm. you're going to be finding yourself eating, wanting to eat very often and yeah, so it's it's better to transition into having some fat. Right. But I would recommend for you to just go, like, if you're used to eating a high-carb diet and you just want to go tomorrow and you're going to just take some fats, it's not going to work that way. You have to make sure that you transition slowly okay. into doing that. And there's actually, like, a lot of ultra-marathon people and a lot of people who do marathons who heavily rely on fats, but it takes some conditioning and getting your body used to those fats. Not like you're right. going to change from one thing to another. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I would agree. Well, in my opinion, because I am a health coach, you know, eating a lot of sugar just creates more sugar cravings. Exactly. And um, I think I when I was training for my marathon, I did a lot better. Like for example, before I would go running, I would make a toast with like some kind of nut butter and then sprinkle it with chia seeds. So that. Um, I did a lot of experimenting with nutrition before my runs and that was probably um, the best best type of nutrition for me, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. That's some great information. Okay, let's move on to clothing. So in terms of like apparel, um, I know you said you see a lot of people out on the trails wearing and doing stuff that they would do on the street. Um, but for a second, let's talk about shoes, like the importance of having trail running shoes over just wearing your regular shoes, um, on the trail. Yeah. I think the most important thing with trail running is that the terrain is going to be way different than what it is in road running. Mm-hmm. So you want something that has some type of grip, like a shoe that has some grip at the bottom. And a lot of these like road running shoes, like if you wear Nikes that are like free flyness or something like that, they're really soft and smooth, mm-hmm. not going to have any traction on the trails. 
And like you said, there's a lot of rolling rolling hills. Right. So you're going to find yourself going downhill a lot and going uphill. And I think where you really will want that traction is in the downhills. Like you, Absolutely. It's terrifying. <laughs> if you're, if you're trail running and your shoes are like slippery, you're never going to want to go trail running ever again if you go down a hill. Yeah, and, I learned that you know, the hard way, girl. I learned that the hard way. I went sliding down the hill and I was like, oh, man. Well, I wasn't sure if I was going to keep – I think it was the first time I went trail running because I wasn't sure if I was going to keep doing it. So I didn't buy trail running shoes for um, at least a few – like after a few times I went trail running. And I was like, oh, man, those downhills were terrifying. Um, so, yeah, having that extra grip is, like, super important. And then speaking yeah. of the terrain too, I have to say, um, I did pride myself on not having any injuries or tripping over rocks because obviously there's a lot of rocks um, on the trails. But recently before I was training for my marathon, for the first time I actually tripped over a rock and like landed <laughs> hard. And I, I looked and I was like, how big was that thing? And it was literally so <laughs> small. And I was like, oh my goodness. But yeah, that, they're the kinds of things that can happen. You literally can, like, roll yeah. your ankle, trip on a rock, um, all those kinds of things. So, like, shoes yeah. are super important. Um, what's, your yeah, favorite, what's your favorite trail running shoe? Or do you have any, like, favorite um, so brands? So, another thing that, that I should mention about shoes is it depends. You want to take a look at how, how much distance you're going to be running. Okay. Um, if you're going to be running, you know, very short distances, maybe you want something lighter that is not going to weigh you down a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to have like a thinner type of shoe for that. But if I'm going to be running more than 10 miles on the trails, that shoe is just going to kill my feet. So right. it depends on the distance that you're going to be running as well as the terrain. If you're, if you're in a super rugged, like very uh, rocky terrain, then you're going to have one of shoe that's a little bit bulkier. Mm -hmm. And for that, I would recommend something like Les Sportiva has really good stuff like that, really bulky, more like for mountain running. Um, but if you want something lighter for like shorter distances, I, I really like my Ultra Superior for that. Okay. Um, but I would say my favorite shoe right now is my Hoka Speed Goats because they're like, I like to do distances from like 6 to 10 miles. And right. I feel like with my Ultras, like that may be a little too not enough support for me and okay. I can feel like my, my, my ankles and my shins if I do those those runs on those shoes but if I use my my hokas then I just feel like I'm running on clouds really so That's I think cool. those are like my favorite shoes for okay. the type of distances and trails that I'm doing um but it all depends on what you want yeah I've been talking a lot about shoes lately actually and um you know in my experience trying to find the right shoe at least for the marathon it was frustrating because everybody's different, right? And so everybody can like recommend different brands of shoes, but I think it ultimately comes down to like experimentation and taking them out uh -huh. for a trial. And the awesome thing is if you're buying them from somewhere like Roadrunner or REI, like you get to try them out for a good period of time and return them if they don't work out. So I love that. And uh, yeah, I think it really is experience-based, like stick them on your foot, depending on what you need them for and give them a try. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. And everybody has different shoe, uh, types of feet too. Right. So some shoes may not work for other people and it's totally fine to experiment. Like you said, REI and Roadrunner are perfect resources because you can always return them. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, what about running style? So is there a difference in your running from running on the street than running on trails? Is there a difference? In, yeah, like, like that, yeah, in your kind of what you prepare for or how you run, you know, that kind of stuff. Essentially um, your running form, like does your running form change? Well, I mean, the there's trail? definitely, I think for road running, you're very, so when we run, we're literally running in one plane of motion. There's mm-hmm. three different planes of motion that our bodies move through. One is being you know, forward and back, which is what running is. So we're just running forward. Right. And then we have a plane of motion where we're running, uh, where we're moving sideways, uh, like shuffling and stuff like that. And then another plane where it's more like rotational. So I think when we're running on the road, we don't really encounter any obstacles or kind of like, like uh, we, we lose track of what we're doing. We're just kind of space out. We can right. run and we literally wouldn't run into any, any hazard or anything unless like right. there's like a random rock on the so street you can basically you run like a robot uh, but I, yeah yeah but on the trail there's a little bit more you need a little bit more quickness agility i believe just because you're gonna encounter rocks and mm-hmm. different levels of terrain so even though we are running forward you're still coming in different ways when you are uh, in the trail just because it's very unexpected. Even even though like you've done a trail like a lot of times, right? You may find new things like rocks move around or like oh, the yeah. terrain just becomes different. And you're like, what? I remember like this hill being this crazy going up. Like rocks move, um, so you're like always on your toes when you're trail running because you have to keep a lookout, like steps ahead of you to see like what's coming and how you have to move. Um, so yeah, it's definitely different and. You just have to be, you have to be more aware while you're trail running because right. you never know if you're going to, or you're going to find an animal like a snake. You have to keep an eye on The joys uh, of the wilderness. Of oh my yeah, God. So, what are, on that note, what are some animals you run into? Um, a lot of snakes. Um, usually they're like not like right in the middle of the trail, but if you look through the outsides of the trails, you can see with the snakes. Um, but just keep running, just try to stay away from them. I've seen coyotes. The coyote was, that one was scary because I, I saw it in the distance and I just kind of like backed out and just went the other way. Um, wow. and then I've seen like deer and other like not very harmless animals. So, but yeah, they're out there. So yeah, I know that's so. one thing that I always <laughs> get a message from people on Instagram. They're like, how do you go trail running? Are you scared of like snakes and stuff? And I mean, they are real. They are out there. You just mm-hmm. have to keep a lookout, you know. Be but, smart I mean, okay, so speaking of the snakes, if you kind of just run by them, they don't attack, right? No. Right. They're not going to attack you. Just <laughs> try to get away from as far as possible, and you should be okay. Okay. Um, and then the coyote. Oh, my gosh. So you saw a coyote shoot. That's that's crazy. There's a lot of coyotes. Yeah, and that's where the, like, the pepper spray comes in handy. If, if an animal ever comes really close to you, you can mm-hmm. always, like, spray them. Or there's, like, bear sprays, too, that you can have handy. So, so for um, the most part, these animals are more scared of us than we are of them, right? Well, actually, no, we might be more scared of them. But they're actually not that. They're kind of scared of us, too, right? Yeah, they're not going to, like, approach you, per like, I know there there have been cases where people get attacked by an animal, but 
it doesn't really happen often. Right. They usually stay in their, you know, in their own space. And that's mostly the crazy animals, like the mountain lions and stuff, right? The ones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. That's good to know for the people out there who <laughs> haven't gone trail running and are thinking about it. Um, so what about, let's talk about some tips for beginners. So for the people out there who, um, haven't gone trail running, but would like to, where, where should they start? Um, I would choose a very local trail Mm -hmm. somewhere where you can maybe like see houses around and kind of gives you like a little taste of the terrain and, um, you know, but you can still see, you still feel safe because you still see houses right and maybe you try to find a place where you still get some signal um there's also like a lot of resources you can find groups on uh meetup or facebook mm-hmm. that meet quite often i know like set this on fire we 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 have like warrior trainings and run clubs and mm-hmm. a lot of people come just because they're like scared of running on their own but they still want to hit the trail right another uh resource that i have that is very useful especially when you're starting to run on your own, mm-hmm. is All Trails. So All Trails is an app that you can download. Okay. And it's super helpful because it's not, it doesn't require cell signal. It's like a satellite signal. So if you get lost in the trail, you can still see where you are. And you can pre-download some of those trails. Like if you look on All Trails, it shows you a big map. And you I can... Love that. Look at any trail and wherever you are, it'll give you, like, it'll tell you what the elevation is, how much elevation you're going to get, and then gives you, like, an easy, moderate, or hard rating, and you can follow along as you are on a trail, even if you don't have cell signal, so that's, that saved me a lot of time. From, like, yeah, that's long. a great resource yeah. to have. That's yeah. amazing. Um, what about, um, so that's like kind of some safety tips. What about fitness levels for beginners? So when they're starting out on a trail, what kind of trail should they choose? Yeah. So again, all trails can help you with like choosing a rating for a trail. So I would start with an easy one that doesn't have a lot of elevation okay. or that maybe has a more like rolling hills, like like you said. Um, there's a lot of trails that will start and go straight up for like a thousand meters. And you're just not a thousand meters, a thousand feet, and you'll just feel dead. So <laughs> I would start with something moderate. Right. Um, and my tip for people who are just starting trail running is to not run uphill. Okay. At first, right? So um, there's different ways to run, like you asked earlier. We have different energy systems. We want to train our endurance system first when we're running Mm -hmm. and what happens a lot of times is people start running and they just want to go all out crazy and they're they're like out of breath and they they hate running forever because it just makes (laughs) them feel really bad but if you actually start and it's helpful to have feedback like I have a Garmin I use my zone strap heart rate strap and Mm -hmm. I use my heart rate to help me know how hard I'm working Okay. Um, so it's useful to have some of those things. So I would recommend for someone who's needed to not go above 80% of their heart rate max. And mm-hmm. if you have a Garmin or an Apple Watch, you're gonna it's going to tell you there, like, your zone. So if you're looking at zones, you want to stay at zone 3 and not go zone 4 or zone 5. There are times where you want to work in those, like, higher zones. But if you're just starting, mm-hmm. it's best for you to build a base first. 
and work at below 80% of your heart rate. Um, if you don't have anything to measure or you still don't want to like invest in a watch or a heart rate monitor, just being able to talk, that's how you know that you are working at that level. I love that. If you can't talk while you're running or hiking up a a mountain, then you're probably working a little bit too hard. Um, Mm. yeah, so I would definitely recommend for you to, if you're serious about running, to just invest in a watch. They're not, it doesn't have to have all the, all, all the, the fancy specs that a, a very yeah. expensive watch has, but you can have one for like, you know, $150 that just measures your heartbeat and that's going to be enough. That's awesome. Really great tips. Um, what about for the experienced trail runners like yourself? How do you, um, cause I trail running, you know, does, it's never easy. So I'm not going to say easy, but you do get <laughs> used to running the hills, especially if you're an experienced trail runner. So what can people like you do to, um, mix it up, keep it fun and exciting and actually get a really good workout? Yeah. So I, um, it depends on what I'm training for. So I like to have a very long trail run, mm-hmm. which is not super intense. So that's my long but not intense trail run. And then I'll have shorter ones where I kind of go for a PR. You know, I just want to like push myself. Right. And in addition to that, I also have pill repeats, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Those will really get you. <laughs> nasty, um, nasty so, hill repeats. Yeah, picking, yes. <laughs> picking a, a gnarly hill. There's a lot around here. If you're in Orange County, I know you, you probably love Big Red, Tanya. Oh, yes. Big Red. There's one in Laguna <laughs> that is like, I think, half a mile and you go up like 500 feet. It's, it's crazy. So doing hill repeats is a really good way to challenge yourself. And it'll make your your normal trail runs like seem easy when you're just like sprinting up a hill um another thing that i do when i'm like feeling a little bit like i need a challenge i have a a weight vest too so i have a 20 pound weight vest that i will actually ask about running yeah so that's that's another um another way so and i think it's on fire we do a lot of like warrior training spartan type training so we'll Mm -hmm. do like bucket carries and sandbag carries up a hill so those are other ways to make them a little bit more interesting you can also if you have a small enough loop like i know in in irvine we have like 12 hill which Mm -hmm. is like a one point i think it's like 1.2 mile loop you can do like circuits you can run and then come back do some kettlebell swings or do some lunges burpees you know there's there's different ways to mix it up yeah for sure that sounds like fun (laughs) <laughs> especially the hill <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay so is there anything else people need to know out there about trail running um i would say to um respect the trails and regulations on them sometimes they're closed mm-hmm. because they're getting they're being upkept and sometimes they're closed because of the weather um so if you see a close sign on the trail this place respected. You don't want to cause any damage on the trails. When it's raining and it's wet, if you go on there with a bike or even running, you can mm-hmm. make the trail a lot worse and you're going to be mad when you go back and it's dry and it's completely destroyed because you couldn't wait one day or two days. That's so I so think true. that's I, the only thing. Yeah, I've seen that a lot, especially in Laguna. One time, um, one weekend we were out and it was 
Perfect. And then um, I think it had rained that week or something, but we went out the weekend after that. And it was like, you know, there's a lot of mountain bikers that are going down the Laguna trails. And literally at the bottom of this trail, it looked like the trail had just exploded. It was insane. It was like, that was one of the extreme scenarios I've seen of like, the rain and overuse creating like such a bad situation. But even, I mean, mm-hmm. even when it's not that bad, I still, I know what you're talking about. Those big kind of cracks that happen in the trails and it gets uneven yeah. and it's a lot, a lot harder to run on. So yeah, that's also a really, really, really good tip. You guys um, definitely mm-hmm. respect the trails and stay away from them when, when it's raining. Yeah. Um, and pick up after yourself. That's something that you should always do. Um, it's, sad when you go on trail and you see trash so um you want to keep it beautiful and just pick up after yourself bring always bring something like a bring a ziplock if you're gonna eat any snacks make sure you put it back in there if you are gonna go Mm -hmm. another thing if you on the trails there's no bathroom so if you are gonna go out there and use the bathroom make sure you don't leave your toilet paper out there and if you are going to go number two, which is, it happens, uh, <laughs> make sure that you cover Especially it so nobody wants to see that. And <laughs> yeah, make sure you keep it away from the trail. Awesome. I love it. Well, what I'd like to end with actually is to just go over some safety tips again. I know we covered um, some of them throughout the our conversation, but yeah, if we could just mm-hmm. end with a few safety tips for trail running that people could jot down or keep in mind, that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think the first one is just making sure that if you are going by yourself, that you let someone know where you're mm-hmm. going. It's always good. There's with technology. Now we even have, um, you have Garmin, you can share your location throughout your run with someone. So someone you trust, if you have a spouse, a parent, a roommate, Make sure that they know if you're concerned and you know that you're not going to have any signal out there. Share your location. Let them know where you're going to be and around how much time you're planning on spending out there. Right. Um, and then make sure that you understand the trail. There's always a trail map at every trail. So try to even write down the trails that you're going to go on. Make sure you can, it's really easy to miss a, a trail. So try to be mindful of like how many miles you've ran and how much time you've been out there so that you don't end up being in somewhere completely different. That is Um, a really good tip because that happened to me actually. It was supposed to be a three mile hike at Crystal Cove and we missed our trail exit or whatever and it ended up being nine miles we had no water and nothing which yeah is, yeah, yeah which it happens down it to happens more than you know so take more uh, than you need. there's always a trail at the trailhead so and sometimes they even have like little trail like pamphlets or like flyers that you can take with you mm-hmm. um they may not be super useful if you don't know how to read maps right um, but that all trails app like i said the all trails app is a lifesaver okay. you can Use that if you're lost in the middle of nowhere on the trail. You may not have your cell signal, but you can have your um, your all trails work for you. You can see where exactly on the trail you are. Mm-hmm. Make your way back to where you were. And then, like I said before, it's always better to be safe and sorry. So yeah. carry, like you said, you, you didn't have any water for like mm-hmm. nine miles, and that's, that's very bad. Yeah. Um, it can get hot out there. It can start raining. You, don't, you never know what's I mean, if you're in Southern California, the odds of it raining is probably not not super big. But um, you never know, like, if you're going to encounter something. So it's always better to carry 
some water, some electrolytes, some type of nutrition with you. Um, even add like a pepper spray, bear spray to your, it's, it's just something small you have to carry, but mm-hmm. can go a long way. You never know when you're going to need it. So um, those are, those are my tips. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time out today to share all of this amazing information and all these awesome tips with us. Um, If people want to find you and get in contact with you, how do they go about that? Yeah, Um, I'm pretty active on my Instagram, actually, and I give a lot of tips on trail running and running in general Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you see my pictures on the trail all the time. Yeah, Um, you guys. She's great. Right. So, running. <laughs> so on Instagram, on Beastars, it's at V underscore strong underscore. And if I Instagram in, so now you can see there's links to my other uh, social networks like Facebook, which I'm not on very often. So if you just so want to follow Facebook. me on Instagram, that's where I'm the most active. Okay. So just to repeat that, it was underscore V. No, it's actually oh, v, it's v underscore. Okay, my bad. Hold yeah, on. Let me start this again. It. Scratch it's that. V, v underscore, underscore strong underscore. Yeah. <laughs> yes, got it. <laughs> well, once again, thank you so much. And I hope I get to chat with you on another episode soon. Sounds good. Thanks, girl. Thank you, Tanya. And that's a wrap for this episode of SheRuns.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram at SheRuns underscore com and head over to our website SheRuns.com to join our virtual active club.